This is Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to Radio Plasma. I'm Johan Rashi Vega. So here we are in the remainings of 2020, such a year. Many things have been postponed, canceled, modified. And we're here to talk about something that has been modified, but is definitely going to happen. It has to do with arts and culture and uh, activities that are connected and related to this. As every year, there is an opportunity for organizations and individuals to apply for funding to support the development of cultural activities in, in the region, particularly for the city of Holyoke. I want to welcome Anne Thalheimer who is part of the local cultural council in Holyoke. And let's talk about what are the plans for this year. Yeah, awesome. So I'm the treasurer for the Holyoke Local Cultural Council. Um, I think this is my sixth year as treasurer. I've been on the council for a while and we are, if people are interested in joining, we're always looking for members. So part of what we do is part of the Massachusetts, uh, Massachusetts Cultural Council. It's a grant program that every city and town in Massachusetts, I think there's 323 or something like throughout the state. Um, some of the smaller councils have to double up and share, but um, it's usually a piece of money that we get from the state and it's done per capita. So um, depending on how many folks live in a place determines your, your budget amount. Um, and that supports different programming that's arts, culture, humanities, different projects happening throughout the city of Holyoke. And for this purpose, funds that are allocated for the local cultural council are distributed for different projects and proposals that when we think about arts and culture, it immediately brings a couple of labels and, and possibilities on that, but actually is a way open and diverse set of possibilities on, on what arts and culture can develop, especially for a city like Holyoke with such diversity and history. Yeah. Yeah. We have um, helped make happen a lot of different projects throughout the city. And this is one of my favorite things that we do because it's this, it's this neat snapshot of all the cool stuff that's happening in the city over the coming year. Um, and some of it is like big ticket stuff. Like we've been involved with Celebrate Holyoke. We've been involved with Taste of South Holyoke, other programs that have happened throughout the city. Uh, but also kind of smaller projects, like there's a canal walking tour, which is sometimes a canal bus tour, but I think right now it's going to have to be a walking tour because COVID, but also like smaller arts projects. Um, there's a series of uh, programs at the library that we've helped fund, different arts programming, different craft programming, artesana, Carlos Pena. I think it was at Taste of South Holyoke where he, you would show up and he would like let you print the thing right there, which I just thought was the coolest thing. Um, we've sponsored some great work with Attack Bear Press, who are based in East Hampton, but do a lot of work in Holyoke. It's just been an amazing, an amazing series of projects. And we really want people to think 
as broadly as possible about projects because you're right. We think arts and culture are like, it's got to be this, it's got to be that, it's got to be that. It's so much more than just that. Usually we have this conversation around October when the, the regular timing for submission used to be, at least for previous years. This year, everything is different though. So yeah. everything now is pretty much open and is going to have a wider time frame for people to submit their proposals for different projects that mm -hmm. can be developed for 2021. So what are these dates? What are the requirements? How can people apply for these yeah. grants? Yeah, these, these, are, these are great questions. Um, the deadline very, very recently was just extended till December 14th. So folks have about a month still to get applications in. But I, I always want to encourage people not to wait. It is an online submission portal. So you have to log in and create an account. And that's just through the, if you just Google um, Massachusetts Cultural Council, it'll take you to the, the website where you can learn more about the program. And then very specifically, the link for Mass, or for Holyoke is mass-culture.org backslash Holyoke. And so that very specifically talks about Holyoke because each of the cultural councils sets their own regulations and different ones have different, like Springfield has you come and do a, like a pitch, like a presentation, different cultural councils require different things. So you can read a little bit more about that there, but you have to sign up, you have to create uh, an online, like an online profile to submit. And there's a series of questions that you need to answer, you know, like a budget and, you know, a basic grant proposal It's simplified from most grant proposals and we don't require like status reports or updates unless something fundamentally changes about your project. So you can put in a pitch for a project, do the project and then apply for, it's a reimbursement. And this is the part where I mention because people will say, but the reason I'm getting a grant is because I don't have money to pay for the project. There are ways around that. You can do in-process payments. You can get a vendor to send you an invoice and you can send us the invoice and then we pay the vendor directly. Um, we're going to have a, like an open, we're still trying to figure out when, but the cultural council is going to have an open Zoom office hour to kind of get in and get nerdy about some of these things. One thing we do recommend though, is like the online portal It's one of these things where you type in and it populates the form. We usually recommend that people write it in like a word processing program and then just cut and paste it and then put it in the document. So you can kind of plan out what you're going to write ahead of time, because also irritatingly, it will sometimes time out and then you lose all your work, <laughs> which is the worst. But yeah, so 1214 is the absolute last deadline. It's submittable online. We don't look at things like grammar or spelling or like any of that stuff is we don't consider that part of whether a project will succeed or fail. We're interested in looking at the like the content and the ideas and the budget. And we do a lot of different things like public events, like concerts and festivals, which obviously is going to have to change a lot for this coming year, but also support for community or arts and cultural organizations arts education in the schools, which again is also really changing and projects celebrating diversity because we have, Holyoke is so rich and so wide and there's so much cool stuff going on. This is a great opportunity, particularly for groups that are underrepresented or underfunded or just need a little help getting going on a project. This is a good opportunity for that. It's really important uh, to reiterate the, the mention of This is something that is simplified 
and it's not based on the process of presenting a, a proposal and that has to be perfectly written by someone with the deep expertise of looking for funding. This is basically present an idea, the plan to execute that idea and in the way that is the most clear possible. And yeah. that will be that will be enough, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think the word grant sometimes scares people off because when we think about grants, we think about like, you have to do all this paperwork and you have to do all these things and you submit this stuff and they just su submit updates and do this and do that. This is a real simple project. Like this is, I mean, we recognize that it is often an impediment for someone to be able to get onto a computer, to have that internet access, to have the time to do that. We recognize that all of those things can be challenges. And that's also part of why we're looking at the, the ideas and what you're kind of describing, not don't worry about it being in perfect English. Don't worry about it being in like grant special language. We want to make it as easy as possible to fund as many cool things in Holyoke as we can. You're listening Radio Plasma. And we want to listen to your feedback. Let us know your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, comments, requests, people or matters that you would like to hear about in this space. You can contact us on our website, radioplasma.com and through our social media channels. Twitter, Radio Plasma Lab and facebook.com slash radioplasma. Now, thinking about the barriers that this era COVID where everything can be done virtually for many. So this is a two-part question. The first one, for events or activities that will require a venue as it used to be, right yeah. now most of them are, will be virtual. Is there any specifics on, on how this should be done or, or submitted? Uh, basically just letting us know in the application that it's a virtual event because in Holyoke, what we, what we would do, what we'd ask is for people to have a venue because often people would come and say, Oh, I want to do this, this thing, but they didn't know where they were going to do it. And sometimes the where is a big consideration, depending on if you're renting a space or is it uh, city property? Is it public property? Do you need a permit? How is that going to work? Uh, like all those different components. So we wanted to make sure that people had done a little bit of that planning work ahead of time. Um, but now because of the challenges posed by COVID-19, we're broadening this out. So virtual programs are now fundable. I mean, arguably, I think they might have been fundable before, but it's very explicitly spelled out on the MCC site that we'll be considering projects designed from the outset as virtual programs. And so thinking about that, there's space, a lot of the application is open response. So if you're describing a program that has a virtual component or let's say it's a, like an art project, right? And I'm just making this up as an example. Suppose you're doing an art project um, with kids in the area. And I think about this a lot as a teacher to kids. And so the project is going to be a like an exhibit. And the exhibit is going to be, let's say, their, their drawings are going to be laminated and weather protected. And we're going to put them up at different way stations along the canal. Right? Great. So far fundable. The virtual component of this will be a series of different office hours where you Zoom with the kids and see how their work is going, or you teach them a particular technique, or you're doing watercolor skills. 
And part of the grant fund also includes making 20 kits of watercolor supplies and crayons and paper and odds and ends that either get picked up or dropped off by the participants. So something like that, for example, could be could potentially be fundable. And then the second part of the question in regards of whoever wants to apply, but they may have limitations in terms of technology or mm -hmm. internet access, and they will be only able to do it through actual physical paper. Is there mm -hmm. an option for that? There, are, uh, I believe that there are still forms. I, you might need to send us an email. I'm thinking about, because my first thought was like, oh, I think they're downloadable. I'm like, okay, well, there's there's an impediment, right? Um, but we have, uh, if you if you can get in touch with us or if you can get in touch at City Hall, we can make paper copies available. It's traditionally, part of the reason we have started doing this and the MCC has started doing the online applications is because we would just go through this incredible amount of paper. Um, but we do want to make sure that it's, it's, it is accessible. So if this is, people are encouraged to re reach out if this is an, uh, an impediment, a barrier, um, something that gets in the way of possibly participating. And thinking about limitations, restrictions, or things that are not covered for the local cultural council in terms of uh, the grants for specific uses or activities or expenses, yep. what are these uh, limitations? What is not covered? Food. This is this is a state regulation. Uh, I'm not sure where it originated or why it's stuck, but we are not allowed to fund food. So if people are working on a project and I, I'm going to go forward, assume everything that I say about people get together and work on something. Uh, are, they're doing it in a safe COVID, socially distant, acceptable mask wearing way. We'll just let that set the standard. Um, but you've got people getting together and working on a project. The project part is fundable, but if they like order pizzas to feed the crew while they're working on something, we're not allowed to cover the cost of the pizzas. It's a state thing. Um, I would love it if it changed, but that's where we're at. Um, that is pretty much like the only straight out, flat out, like we will definitely, this will never get funded. Um, but as in, like an internal process, there are guidelines that kind of like limit what we can fund. Like it has to be something in Massachusetts. So if a, like if there were a field trip and the field trip of Holyoke students were going to Mystic Seaport, we would not be able to cover that because that's out of state. We obviously don't fund projects that have like a base in discrimination or any of those aspects. Like that is unfundable. That is not a project we will fund and it's barred by the MCC. I'm trying to think of other things. I mean, kind of flipping the script a little bit, what we like to fund, what the things that we tend to fund, um, we tend not to fully fund projects. It's rare that we do. We do sometimes but we, as a cultural council, prefer to distribute the funds as much as possible among as many qualified projects as we can. So part of that is also trying to help a lot of different projects happen. It's good to see that there are several projects that keep happening and keep repeating and requesting these funds. And at the same time, bringing more and new projects to apply and request the support from the local cultural council. Yeah, our ultimate goal, our hope is that projects over over time will 
become either fully self-sufficient or uh, need less of our help. Um, we often do a lot of step-down funding. So if a, a project in its first year is funded at a, like a higher rate uh, and they, they reapply for the same project in subsequent years, the funding often declines a little bit in hopes that as it starts to happen, it starts getting more traction, gets more attention, maybe it gets sponsors or other folks helping out. I mean, it's it's not a hard and fast rule. We have definitely like level funded a couple of projects, like if they're smaller or if it's inexpensive and has huge community gain. Like I'm thinking of the, the Great Holyoke Brick Race, which is smaller project, big impact and super fun. We actually got it together as a council and put a brick into the brick race, which was fantastic. So... <laughs> So December 14th is the deadline to submit and apply for these funds that could be developed and put into action through 2021. This is a preferable and online process that can be found on the Holyoke Local Cultural Council website. We will be putting the links for it in our uh, story. And how can people reach out to you? Should they have any additional questions or they will need any additional help? Yeah, for sure. So um, best way to do it is to keep an eye on our Facebook page. We do have a Holyoke Local Cultural Council Facebook page. It's been a little quiet this year because COVID, but we are developing a, like I said, we're doing an, uh, an open office hours Zoom. We are also on email. If you go to the uh, Massachusetts Cultural Council main site and then look specifically for Holyoke, all of our committee members are listed there. Um, Neve Fenwick Rodriguez is the chair uh, and her email is listed there and she you can get in touch with her there. You can also just post questions on the Facebook page. I usually am monitoring and answering those. If you are new to the Cultural Council process, it can seem a little bit like, overwhelming at first, um, but we'll happily walk you through it. And then when you get to the reimbursement stage as the treasurer, I will definitely walk you through it because it's it can be a little tricky, but I think it's worth it. I think this is such a cool thing that the state does. Part of our delay and part of why the deadline keeps getting pushed back is because um, we were waiting on a budget and we had legislators fighting hard to get us level funding and to make sure that the Commonwealth is still dedicating financial resources and support to folks working in arts and creatives and, you know, cultural creatives and supporting projects and making sure that these things, which are such a vibrant part of our, our life and our community and our city are supported and supported in equal measure. Well, Anne, thank you so much for continuing this work with the Local Cultural Council and also for sharing this information. I think in these times where we are going through so much, the opportunity to continue developing arts and culture becomes even more important and more meaningful than ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and thinking broadly about it, ways to support our students. Like this is a weird time for students, this is a weird time for parents. Um, and really starting to think about not just diversifying what we're doing, but thinking about the opportunity that this can bring us. I think about this all the time with Zoom, what it, what it looks like to like commute less and to really start to open things up. I mean, um, folks who have been dealing with disabilities, folks who are homebound, this has been the reality for, for quite some time. And now we have an opportunity to really broaden what we're doing in some interesting ways using technology. 
Any last remarks you would like to make? Please apply. Everyone should apply. I love this program. I want to see awesome, cool projects. I want to see folks thinking collaboratively and creatively and thinking about ways that even with this, even with the challenge of a pandemic, how do we still do um, all the good stuff that we've been doing? How do we just change it so that it's safe to do? How do we work on things to ensure we're still getting arts and humanities and culture and projects and people thinking and people engaged and all the cool stuff we've got going on in the city? How do we keep that? How do we maintain that? Well, Anne, thank you so much for, for your time today. And we will continue uh, following up as soon as those office hours are available. We will share that information with the public. Very cool. Thank you so much. With this, we conclude this session of Radio Plasma that has been recorded online. And I want to thank Antalheimer for being here with us today. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Thank you for listening. Thank you.